We are live at Warwick Farm at this uh, wonderful complex here for Inglis. The classic sales start on Sunday and you get to meet the very best in the business when you arrive here at the sales. Mick Price joins us. Mick, good morning to you, mate. Morning, lads. Good to see you up early. Um, yeah, nice and early. We were debating about Charm Stone into 2.30 overnight with Bet365. Um, she's been crunched and I was... Listening to a few of your comments, you've been interviewed a little bit on Racing.com this week, and you were saying that she's very, very good, one of the, the best fillies that you've trained. Um, is she a 2.30 chance in your eyes, Mick? Can win. So yes. you make your own mind up about the price. But yeah. the thing I'll say about that race, it's like a 1,000-metre race. If you look at the way those two-year-olds are going to jump and run, sand down, down the chute, it's a busy race. Uh, and she's a big, long-striding filly, and she needs a bit of room. I was ha very happy with Barrier 7. It's not the squeeze box, and it's not way outside where you get jockey decisions and messing things up. So I reckon she's um, going to be in the right spot. He's a brilliant rider, and uh, if she has clean, clear running towards the end, mm -hmm. um, she'll be picking them up. But look, you know what? If... If that race didn't work out on Saturday because of the nature of it, because of the busy 1,000-metre type of uh, tempo that it's going to be, uh, it doesn't matter. The 1,200 metres of Blue Diamond will be her. She has got some improvement in her. She's trialled brilliantly. She's worked brilliantly. She's got great capacity. Like, she's never, um, never tired towards the end of her work and comes in. She's cool. I know that fairly well. Yeah. And... Um, I'm telling you, she's a blue diamond chance. Do you see it as a positive or a negative that the big good races that are going to make or break of this season are at Sandown and you're out of a shoot on Saturday, but then you're going to have the 1,200 metres where you're going to have to, like... Like, if you draw a bad barrier 1,200 metres, you've got to have, make a decision versus yeah, Caulfield. You know what? It's a good question because all these good races are at Sandown. So we've, we've taken our horses to Sandown at the Gallops, as many as we can, and, uh, you know, she, she went there last Tuesday. Uh, I'm assuming that she handles Sandan okay. The, the thing about Sandan is some horses get down the hill and travel and some horses get off the bridle and travel. Um, so we've done our best. I can't answer that question until you actually go and do it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, all I know is she's got Group 1 ability and 1,200 metres would be fantastic for her and she's a very good filly. What makes a, a good two-year-old in your eyes, Mick? What, what, how, how do you win these, these blue diamonds? Okay, so I think three things are soundness. They don't suffer from shin soreness or knees uh, or immaturity. Uh, immune system. They don't um, have any sort of cough, pharyngitis, uh, mucus, and uh, just plain heart-lung capacity. Mm -hmm. Just plain capacity. You trial her, you work her. She's always doing it easy. Is there anything that you can actually tangibly do to avoid sickness? Or is it just up to the gods? Uh, well, we've got a vet there every day. Um, but, yeah, it's um, basically the immune system of the horse. We've got a beautiful, clean stable. It's, um, you know, we designed it ourselves for proper airflow and big boxes. And uh, I couldn't get it any better. And then they're, they're, they're young horses. Mm. You know, they're young. They're, they're young. And so that means their immune systems are young. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of pimply throats and um, tracheal mucus and um, just tired young horses. I walk through that barn every day and... Um, those babies uh, just line out like pancakes yeah. sometimes. And I, I, I take that as a note to say they're growing, don't do much more with them, and tip them out. But she's bright, always got her head over the box when you go and see her, and um, she's got a great appetite, and she's the right horse. Jack and Owen Thunderstruck, they meet, of course, in the, the CF4 stakes tomorrow. It's going to be a ripper race. 
Um, first of all, Jack and I, what did you make of his first up run, especially that last? Because it was it was a nervous watch. Thing about Jack and O is um, when they, when you have those inside gates, um, you know he can dwell at the start, and then he needs clean air. And yeah. when you that, the reason why he won the Golden Rose, clean air, yeah. bang. He's got a he's got a very aggressive finish on him, like he'll pin his ears yeah. back, and mm. he's got that killer finish on him. So where he's drawn, he's going to need a little bit of joy. Um, I do think there's enough pace on with Gentleman Roy and Tuvalu. and yeah. um, With the blinkers on too. Yeah, and also there's about four horses that want to be between third and sixth. And so there'll be a little push on. Um, yeah, Nine out of ten, four, I'm thunderstruck, what do you do? Um, he, he just can't be anywhere in that race apart from out the back I reckon. You can't and, get uh, a barrier. Well, that, that's great information though because there's obviously been narrative around trying to be more positive this prep with him but it's first up and it's an awkward draw. Well, what are you going to do? You see, you, yeah. You've got to have a, a guess at the map and the map is uh, Gentleman Roy Tuvalu and then there's four or five horses box seat. If you go forward you're either outside the speed on him which is a bit foreign uh, or you're posted deep making a total dick of yourself. And so first first start of a really big preparation, yeah. so you don't first want to up. use him up. First up. Look, uh, the conversation I'll have with Jamie Carr will probably be just that. Um, forget about the gate. Just get out the back, mm. relax, stay off the fence, and whoosh home down the middle. And if you can pick him up, good, but it'll be a nice first up run for Ra him. Rail out 10 metres. I reckon that, that, that sort of part of the straight yeah. will be really good. Does that favour the... First three in races at Sandown. I think like the, yeah, the right. one one. So Nugget in that race will get the the charmed run, but the good horse is still the good horse, and you, yeah. I think off fence will be best in straight. Yeah, I sometimes think that um, Sandown, you know, it allows horses to run on, but they run on, and a lot of them don't win. Mm. So they tease uh, you. Well, it's a big, beautiful, open track, but um, sometimes it can favour those that. Handle the hill better, handle the dip, and then they're gone. Yeah. And then those that make ground run well, mm. but they don't pick them up. Because they're in a position in Ranji where they don't have to be used up to get through the dip, and they're just travelling through yeah. it. Correct. What Correct. Is, so Sandown has a few unknowns for a lot of horses in this next uh, four yeah, six weeks. It's fascinating from a form analyst point of view, because normally you're dealing with a progressive horse on a midweek meeting, and now you're dealing with horses that have Flemington form, Mooney yeah. Valley form, and they're going to Sandown. Well, you need Sandown form for your pocket. Yeah. What about um, the conversation you had with Mark Sara with on, on Thunderstruck? How did that work this time around? I had it halfway through the prep. Yeah. I said, Reese Murphy's a good friend of mine. And I said, Reese, we're getting too far back. I, I'm near, you know, I need to make a change. So Mark rang. I said, listen, w we are giving good horses too big a start. You can't give Alligator Blood and Zaki a start. They are up there. It's their pattern to rack and stack and uh, take off and they've got big motors on them and they're hard to catch and you know so what it's um, oh wow that's a good run from on Thunderstruck you know um, whoopee do you know the idea is to win <laughs> so I just need in especially once we get to the mile of the all-star it was the same again Zaki having a picnic good luck to them that's the way the horse races Jamie Carr rides him like that and that's a huge advantage and we're at the back mm. so Mark rang I explained the situation uh, we did change it. I forget what race we changed it in, but he did give it a push, and I think it was either one or just got yeah, nutted by Animo. Yeah. And Animo. No, you just got nutted by uh, yeah. the Caulfield Stakes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know what? I copped that sweet, and it was a good ride. Yeah. 
and my horse had every chance. And uh, Animo was fantastic. He's he's the best horse. That was and, an uh, amazing win that day, though. Well, he's you, the best horse. There's a, a bit of a you sick know what I mean? And I, I, I say it's the jockey's job to give them every chance. Yeah. And it's our position where we accept the result. But all we ask, give it every chance. Don't die wondering. Give it every chance. Yeah. Hey, geez, you got Ollie back on tomorrow. I haven't seen him ride for a little while for you. Well, Ollie's GPS doesn't take him to Cranbourne much. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's he's a Port Melbourne, He's a Port Melbourne boy. <laughs> Bendable. He rides for good life. <laughs> As he should. Yeah. Hey, who's your, who's your best over the autumn? Like, if we had, like, a dream team or oh, future Thunder betting. Girls. He's, the, he's probably the best horse. Thundergirl from Charmstone, I think. Yep. And Jack and O is going to... Um, well, he's going to go in this 14 nanometer Group 1, another 14 nanometer Group 1, and then um, he isn't on for the All-Star Mile, but uh, he's a stud colt. So yes. I'm sort of... You've got to go bang early. Well, uh, oh, yeah, but you've got every single race is important when you're dealing yeah. with stud colts, so I'm not sure what happens after that. Thunderstruck really got around the, the, the Valley track well on the Cox Plate, like he hammered home. You think he's going to be even sharper over a mile? Uh, we'll have him sharp over a mile, yeah. and... Um, not his ideal track, I don't reckon, uh, albeit that he has one there. But um, you know what? If uh, he'll be nice and fresh, he'll be hard fit, and he'll be getting a dig in the ribs to win the All Star Mile. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't care where he draws, he'll be getting a dig I, in the ribs. I know you have to go and inspect some yearlings. Meek, any chance we can give our man Andrew Jenkins? Give it? Can you like it? Maybe a dollar ten chance or something. Well, he reckons he's an accountant, that bloke. <laughs> no, he's got two jobs here. I thought you might have to send him to Matty Williams' place there just for a bit of a, a bit of beach work, a bit of beach work yeah, or something. On the heavy go to Waterville. I'm going to send him to Basaltons. I'm going to send him to Luke Oliver's. I'm going to send him to Clinton's. I'm going to send him anywhere I he can s- get a win. I saw some pictures of Matty Williams' place. No wonder you send your horses there. That's a great asset for your kid. Mm. It's well, like Bally Doyle up that hill. Yeah, well, we've got half of that stable. And, uh, yeah. Got staff down there. They do a great job, and uh, Beetroot does a good job, and yeah. he's getting a little bit better and better at his craft, that boy. But yeah. uh, he's very, very dedicated, and uh, Ladies Bay Beach is beautiful. He has heavy sand track. No excuses. If we take horses there and they, you know, we can't get him to win, well, what can you do? Yeah. Hey, thanks for your time, Mick. Appreciate it, mate, and good luck over the weekend. Pleasure.